rest. We are on verse number, verse number 10. We are on verse number 10. <clears throat> right. So I'll read verse number 10 through to verse number 12 so that at least we get uh, a perfect context for our teaching. On the seventh day, when the heart of the king was merry with wine, he commanded Mehuman, Bista, Habona, Bikta, Abata, Zeta, Kakas, seven eunuchs who served in the presence of King Ahasuerus to bring Queen Vashti before the king wearing a royal crown in order to show her beauty to the people and the officials for she was beautiful to behold but Queen Vashti refused to come at the king's command brought by his eunuchs therefore the king was furious and his anger burned within him the reading of the word is blessed okay so on the seventh day that's where we're gonna draw our teaching today on the seventh day when the king when the heart of the king was merry with wine he commanded. Now, that word commanded there speaks of authority, right? He did not, uh, like, go ask the king if she, you know, the queen if she wants or not. He commanded because kings have authority and they command, okay? So when we talk as kings, we don't, we don't negotiate because whatever we speak, it is law. We are going to see that when we eventually look at verse number 8 which is the aspect of the law. So the king commanded. Now this is important. We always should learn to command, to speak. All right? To command, to speak, to declare, to decree. Because we are kings and kings command. Okay? Uh, we have been there at places where we try to negotiate with the enemy. Um, I remember at one time I ministered to another young man and, you know, was casting out devils for, for hours in my house. And, uh, you know, this demon started saying, look, let's, make, let's get into a deal. Um, we, you let us stay here and on Monday, I think it was on a Thursday, on Monday we'll give him a job. This young man had graduated first class degree very educated, no job, nothing. So, the demon wanted us to get into this uh, negotiation. Well, let us leave here, then we do this. Does that sound familiar? It does. You know, if you go into the Bible, well, oh, please don't send us here, let us stay. Oh, okay, if you want us to go to the swine. The demons always want to negotiate. They, they don't just want to go. They want to negotiate. So, King's command, right? We command evil spirits to leave. We command situations. We declare and speak the things that are not as though they are. Okay, so the king commanded that Vashiti should come. 
And the day that she commanded this to happen, remember, Vashti is having a feast. She has made a feast with the ladies. And now on the seventh day, can I have water? Okay, if, if we don't have, it's okay. <clears throat> on the seventh day, actually, I think I'm fine now. I'm good. I'm good. On the seventh day, on the seventh day, say seventh day. <clears throat> now, seventh day, it's, it's not just a, you know, just a day, especially when you're looking at scripture. It usually has, not all the time, but it usually has spiritual significance. Okay? So what we are doing as we go through the book of Esther, we now know who Christ is in the New Testament. So we have got the lenses of Christ, and we are going into the Old Testament, having the knowledge of the Christ. Christ revealed we are not as them who, when things were happening, they did not in any way or they could not in any way connect to the coming Messiah. It was just events, things that were happening. But for us, we look with the revelation of Christ, we put on the lenses of the New Testament, and we go into the Old Testament and we begin to see the New Testament in the Old Testament. Okay? So now, when we hear on the seventh day, um, okay, let me, let, me, let me show you um, what I'm saying so that you, you know that I'm not just speaking from my mind, I'm speaking from Scripture. Let's go to Hebrews chapter number 11. Verse number, let's start on verse number 23. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 23. It says, By faith Moses, after he was born, was hidden by his parents for three months, because they saw that the child was beautiful, and they did not, or they did not fear the king's edict. By faith Moses, when he had grown, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to suffer with the people of God, rather than to enjoy the fleeting pleasure of sin. For he considered, what did he consider? Verse number 26. He considered, can I have that up? Yes. Right? He considered, this one says, esteeming the reproach of Christ. This is Moses that we're talking about. Look what was happening then. But if you go there and read this, you don't see the mention of Christ there. But with the revelation of the New Testament, he is looking and says, he, right? He considered, for he considered reproach for the sake of Christ. Now you go and try and find Christ. You may not see Christ. But now we are able to see Christ where he is not written because we know he is there through the lenses of the New Testament. It's like a, a virus, right? Or certain bacterias. You cannot see them with the naked eye. So when you have, uh, you know, the, the Paul says with veiled faces. Veiled faces. If we look at the Old Testament, we have the veiled faces. With veiled faces, we will not see the Christ. I think this. So if you're looking for bacterias here, you may say, well, it's all clean. No bacterias. Until they bring what? The microscopes, microscopes, right? 
and check. They're able to see what your naked eye. So the New Testament revelation, they are like microscopes that we take to the Old Testament and we begin to see in the Old Testament that the men of old failed to see. We see Christ even where he is not mentioned, but we are able to see him because he is present even though his name is not mentioned. Okay. Clear? So Moses, esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches than the treasures in Egypt, for he looked to the reward. Not for the reward. Okay. It's a message for another day. You want me to get into that? He did not look for the reward. He looked to the reward. Because Genesis chapter number 15, the book says, I am your exceeding great reward. So the reward is not what we do and, I mean, what we get for doing well. The reward is a person that we have received as a gift. Okay, so we are already rewarded. We will not be rewarded. We are rewarded and because we are rewarded, we will be rewarded. So the reward is going to be given for those who already have the reward. Okay. So we'll chase some of these um, rabbits that just come from nowhere. We'll chase them until we catch them. Then we come back to our verses. Now, we caught this one. Let's go back now to Esther chapter 1 verse 10. On the seventh day, so the heart of the king was merry with wine, right? On the seventh day, and commanded, gave an instruction, call her to come. Where is she supposed to come to? Vashiti, you are supposed to come to the king's rest. Okay. Now let's look at the seventh day. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. Um, Genesis chapter number 2, verse 2 to 3. We want to look at the seventh day. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. I never saw this. Uh, go, go back, go back. Look at the emphasis. And on the seventh day, God ended his work which he had done. And he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. So, he did not rest. By now you, you know this, right? You, he did not rest because he was tired. He rested because he had finished. When you see Usain Bolt running 100 meters, when he gets to the finishing line, he stops. Not necessarily because he is tired, but because he has finished the rest. It is foolishness to keep going because you still have energy. And you begin to see Usain Bolt is just keeping on going. I still have energy. And he just goes. And he keeps on going. He keeps on going. Jesus died at 33 years because he had finished. I have finished. 
And the Bible says he gave up his ghost. It is finished. Gave up his ghost and died. So you don't die because you are old. You die because you are finished. All right? Sometimes you are kept longer because you are not, you are not yet finished. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so, he rested on the seventh day from all his work which he had done. Why did he rest? He rested because he had finished. Okay? Not because he was tired. Not because there was nothing else to do. No. There was plenty to do, as you're going to see. There was actually plenty to do. Because in, the, in his position of rest, he kept on doing. Okay? So, when he had finished creation... He what? He rested from all his work. Now, what you now see, uh, praise God, what you now see after the seventh day, God doing, he is doing those things from what he has already created. Let me repeat that. So, from verse number one, he is calling the things that are not as though they were. Let there be light. Light was not there. Let there be light. Let the trees come and let this happen and let this happen. Uh, let the earth, let there be a dry ground. Let there be a heaven. You know, all those things. He's speaking the things into existence. Right? He creates man. Male and female created he them. Okay? Now he creates man. Then, then he rests. And after he rested, what do you see? Then he took the dust from the ground in his resting position not in his working in his resting he begins to form man right he is still doing but he is doing from what was already complete and finished so the call to rest is not a call to laziness the call to rest is the call to work from the finished work. Your hands are full of blood. You cannot build me a temple. But your son, Solomon, who is going to come after you, is the one who is going to build you a temple or build me a temple. And you know what David did? David went out and gathered everything that was needed so that his son will begin to work from what was already finished. All the things that were needed, the father had gathered and said, my son, everything I have finished. Oh, God told me I cannot build him, but he never said I cannot gather for you. I will gather for you so that whatever you will do, it will be from a position of rest. This is what fathers do. Fathers don't, when they hear that uh, you, are, you cannot build me a house, they don't go and sleep and say, ah, you will see it. You're a big guy, you will see it on your own. You know, if you're a man, prove that you're a man. Real fathers, the Bible says they live an inheritance. 
to their children and their children's children because they make sure that they have labored to collect everything. You know, he was too... David says the young man is young. The young man is young. Lest he gets confused. I will make sure that I gather for him. Come on, church. Working from a position of rest. Because as we're going to see, if we don't finish this week, then we'll continue this, this week. If we finish, next week we'll be talking about the call to reveal. Vashiti was not called to come and sleep. She was called to come and reveal. Not to do nothing. Can I just hammer this and hammer this and hammer this before? First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. First Corinthians chapter 15 verse 10. <clears throat> but by grace, let's start on verse 9. Can you give me verse 9, please? Yes. For I am the least of the apostles. This is Paul speaking. Whom I am not worthy to be called an apostle because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. And his grace toward me was not in vain. But I labored more abundantly. I labored. I worked. Not I slept. I labored more abundantly than they all. Yet not I, but the grace of God which was with me. I see. Yet not I. You see what he's doing? The reason why I labored, I did not labor from my own effort, strength. No. He said to me, my grace is sufficient. So his laboring was a labor within what was already complete and done. So his labor revealed the rest. Okay. So on the seventh day, he, God rested. Seventh day, the king is calling Vashti. Vashti, you have been having a feast. The responsibility has been on you. Everybody has been looking at you. Okay? You were busy managing everything that was happening. Now, cease from your labor and come into my rest because this is now the seventh day. Because you cannot reveal unless you are resting. Rest, reveal, reconcile. Rest, reveal, Reconcile. There is no one who can reveal the goodness of God if they are not rested in God. It's only those who are resting who are able to shine forth their light and reveal the character of God. As long as you are trying to earn righteousness, you are trying to be, you cannot reveal because you are not. You are trying to be. Okay. So, 
the seventh day. Vashiti, come. Day number seven. Stop. Cease. Come rest. And you will see that Vashiti says, No. I'm busy. I'm working. Even after the king had commanded. So that I don't lose this in my mind. Other commentaries, they say that uh, the reason why Vashiti refused is because she was supposed to be paraded naked, only with a crown. Um, others, they say because, you know, the king was drunk and all that. But what everybody fails to realize is that whether the king is drunk or not drunk, whether if the king speaks, it becomes law. And others say, no, it was against the law. For a queen to parade herself. Against which law? Because the moment the king releases the word, that is the new law. Okay? We'll look at that in detail, I think, in the coming lessons. So, on the seventh day, God rested. Okay? So, when Jesus came, what was the announcement? Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. <clears throat> Come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. Religion. All you that are in religion, and I will give you Sabbath. I will give you the seventh day. You are laboring, you are heavy laden. Come, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. What are we supposed to learn? That you can work in a place of rest. You can, you can work without the burden of trying to please. You can work without trying to earn righteousness. Come and learn from me what it means to be one with the Father. Come and learn from me what it means to be walking with God. Come and learn from me what it means to rest. We don't panic when there is no food. We believe. We don't complain and curse the few. We look up and we give thanks. Come and learn from me what it means to be at rest. When you are resting, you are not worried. You cannot be worried and resting at the same time. Okay? Peace. I give you peace that the world cannot in any way comprehend. Peace. Learn from me that even in the midst of the storm, I rest. I was thinking this morning, I think I posted it on my account, my Facebook account, that it, it puzzles me that believers confess that they are not afraid of death, but they are afraid of disease. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous, right? A person who is not afraid of death is afraid of a disease and sickness. Ah, oh, wow. In fact, it is in times like this 
that what is truly in us is exposed. Our faith is exposed in the times of trials. It's not exposed when we are quoting verses. No. <laughs> and church is the only place where believers do not go for fear of the virus. <laughs> only place. They visit each other. They go everywhere. They go to the shopping malls. Church is the only place they go to work. Church is the only place where the virus is aggressive. It's aggressive here. In church, the virus is... They are waiting for cereal to tell us, cereal, to tell us that everything is now fine. Then you will see the matching. Because Syria said everything is now fine. Uh, it's surprising. It's, but they are believers. Well, we don't condemn them. We rebuke them. We don't condemn anyone. I got to realize good news, rebuke and correction is part of good news. Do you know that? When we preach the message of good news, actually, there are messages that we have to preach not for you to feel good, but for you to be sorrowful. The gospel can make you sorrowful. You don't know this. You think that the gospel always makes you feel, Ooh. no, the Bible doesn't say that. I'll prove to you. It's there in the book. The gospel has to make you at certain points sorrowful. Paul says, well, I wrote you a letter. I heard that you're sorrowful, but I'm happy. Because godly sorrow leads to repentance. Godly sorrow. So I'm, I'm not even feeling bad that you, you were not happy. No. I'm actually more happy that after you were sorrowful. It's there. Don't listen to everyone say, ah, gospel, if it's just, it just has to make you awesome. No. It has to make you sorrowful sometimes. I have to preach. And you look at yourself and you're like, surely I'm not supposed to be where I am. Then you repent. It's there in the book. The book says it. If you've got other vision, prove to me. I'm telling you, Bible. Amen. Ha, ah, Corona. Corona, you know, it has it has shown us a lot of things. Corona has has, has taught us many lessons. Number one lesson that we learned from Corona is church is the only place where Corona is aggressive. <laughs> Politicians believed that. Politicians believed that, and the saints believed that. Do you do social distance when you are in spa? Tell me one person here, when you were shopping in spa, in the aisles spa, and you were doing social distance, one person, you touch what was touched in spa. Don't talk about it. Leave it. Please. Don't just type and comment there on the comment section. 
Live it. Live the word. When are you going to live the word? When? Ah, it's a question. Now I'm talking. It's a rabbit. I have to chase this rabbit, catch it, and come back to Esther. When? Because sometimes I wonder. I, I wonder. I, I get so much surprised. Like, wow. Some of us, if we were in the boat with Jesus, the disciples were better because at least they were trying to scoop water out. We were going to jump into the water and try and swim. Ah, there's water. And try and swim to get out, to get out of the... You run away from the place of help and you, you do pressure in places where there is no help for you. Say, go deeper. You can type there. If you are listening to me, type and say, go deeper, Papa. <coughs> All right, don't worry. I'm just doing my work. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls. Someone says, if we come to church and we get sick and, uh, and we die, I, oh, if we get sick, are you able to pray for us to be fine? Well, even if I'm not able to pray for you to be fine, you'll go to heaven. What's, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with going to heaven? When you get corona in spa, where do you go? You still go to heaven. You, you go, get corona in church, where do you go? You go to heaven. You think like when if you die, you catch corona everywhere else, you go to hell or you go to another heaven. Today, let them come today. I'm telling you, president, today, let him come and say, now it's level one. Everyone, every now, everyone now says it's now normal. 31 December, I taught on a message. So we are not prophets, we are prophetic. No, I'm telling you, we're not prophets, we're prophetic. I was counseling another with my, oh, she then later on came. I was counseling another, another couple. And um, so I said, yeah, you see, like you, then I started saying a whole lot of things that were on their list. Says, so the person laughed and said, like, Pastor, that's what I have on my list. And I said, yeah, well, I know, but it's okay, let's just continue. We are not prophets, we are prophetic, very prophetic. 31, I didn't tell you there was corona coming, I didn't tell you, I told you God's word. We live in a year that controls other years. We are not getting into a year where we, there are things that we do not know. No. Because we already are in the year that controls other years. And what was he talking about? I was talking about Sabbath. Jubilee. The year of rest. He came to proclaim the year of the Lord. And when, once we are in the year of the Lord, it doesn't matter what happens. 
in these other years because we are already in the person who is the year of the Lord, who is the seventh day, who is the fiftieth year, and his name is Jesus. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle. You see, take my yoke, remember? Work in work, in rest, I mean, working in a position of rest. So there is still a yoke, but it is a yoke in a position of rest. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. No, I have to do this. I have to say this again. I'm still on the corona. <laughs> when, they, when they said level five, oh well, my wife and I and my family, we were in the house. We bought food. We were in the house. Okay? Then they said level four. So, you see, nothing has changed about the disease. The disease is still there. But what is changing is the announcement. So when they said level, at that time everyone was talking about the end of the world. At level five, everyone was talking about the end of the world. Now, level four, uh, the end of the world talk was no longer there. Now you are not even afraid that the world is ending anytime soon. You're okay. You have overcome that. Now, level three, now you are hearing others in other countries, they are now free, they are going everywhere, they are going everywhere. Now you go out, even though you are not supposed to visit, you visit. You see what is changing here? It's not the word of God that is changing. It is the government announcements that is changing. That's where your rest is coming from. <clears throat> Right. If you are angry, me, I'm just teaching the Bible. I'm just giving you the gospel of Jesus Christ. That grace is not a message we preach. It's the life we live. Imagine, your neighbors, they laugh at you. Do you know, they laugh at you. When they, they see you all the time with your little kids, you go to the mall, you go wherever, you go everywhere. Sunday, you log in. Ah, you did not go to church today. Ah, no, we, corona. They, they look at you and they're like, mm, sorry. Corona is now stopping you from the very thing. I'm not saying this is the only place where Jesus is. He's there in your house. But, but even though he is there in your house, the same book says, do not neglect the coming together with the saints. The same book. <clears throat> Powerful. I've learned early years in ministry, Dan strengthened himself in the Lord. I don't need anybody strengthen me I don't need a comment on Facebook to strengthen me. I strengthen myself when I'm preaching powerfully like I'm doing now. I strengthen myself. Whether you like it, you don't like it, it's your business. 
Alright. I'm just letting you see the light. Don't, don't say it. Leave it. Your neighbors will know when you begin to leave it. Please, you are not going to be a danger to us. We are fine. If you feel, ah, if I go to church, I'll be a danger to people. Ah, we're okay. We are dangerous to the virus. We are a danger to the virus. If we die, we go to heaven. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they say, you know what? We are not going to bow down. Throw us in the furnace. Even if God does not deliver us. But our, we, what we know is our God is able. But if he chooses not to deliver us, it's okay. We'll be with him. We'll be drinking coffee. Evening coffee. If I die now, I'll be in time for what? Maybe lunch. I'll be in time for lunch in heaven. Lunch. I'll be having apples. I'll be having very nice meal. I'll be looking at you and feeling sorry for you. You think if I die now, then what happens? Ah, well, you take care of my children. I won't even be thinking about them. <clears throat> Good time. Upstairs. I'll be having a very good view of the entire world. Father, the entire world. I'll be seated there with him on the right hand of the Father. Having a view of every place that I wanted to be that I never managed to, to visit. Ah, ah, to die is gain. To die is gain. To live is Christ. To die is gain. Let's die. Let's die. If to die is gain, let's die. You don't want again to gain. Alright. Now, okay, let's leave. You don't want again to show the goodness of God through your life and to show your conviction as strong. You don't want again. But to die is gain. To live is Christ. Now let's die. We don't want to die. Let's gain. You don't want to gain. To live, you don't want to live for Christ again. I'm sure now, by now, I think we have got five viewers. <laughs> we just left. Left. <clears throat> right. Preaching good. Let's do this. Now I brought a board. I don't think I'll use it today. Woo. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 11 to 14. 11 to 14. <clears throat> and every priest stands ministering daily and offering repeatedly the same sacrifices, which can never take away sins.
right? Uh, okay. HP. All right? Human priest. <laughs> All right? <clears throat> the minister, what? Daily. And what do they offer? Sacrifices. And they do it. They do it repeatedly. Right? And what happens? Never works. And what do they do? Stand. Then on the other side, you have got the Christ. Saga, this is another HP again. Heavenly priest, right? Christ. <clears throat> Go to the next verse, please. But this man, Christ, he offered, right, not sacrifices. He offered one sacrifice. And that sacrifice was him, himself. And repeatedly, no, once, forever. And after he, so it means it works, right? Because if he did once and forever, it works. And what did he do next? He said, Because when you are done, when you finish, you sit. When you're done, you rest. Because if you go to Genesis chapter 2, when God had finished, he rested. When God was done, he rested. So rest is only for those. But these ones, they could not rest because repeatedly, this is what religion does. Religion gets you into a repeated mode. It's repeat. The same song that you were hearing the day that you got born again. Same sermon. Create a reason for God to bless you. Same sermon. You are not praying enough. We need to keep pushing. These ones of this year if you get into them, they will get you out of poverty. Repeatedly. 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 When you start every year, you start every year and do the same thing. Repeatedly. And whatever you offer, you offer every time. Repeatedly. You can never sit. You are always standing. And your pride is in your standing. 
Because when you see those who are resting, you think we are not doing enough. Now, listen. I had, I had a friend of mine huh, at Bible school. Always up and down, up and down. He goes to the tax shop. He moves from the tax shop. He goes to the gate. From the gate, he was always busy until we set him down. He says, ha, huh, my friend, every day you, you talk to him, ah, no, I'm busy. Ah, no, 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 I'm, I'm on, on to something. I'm busy. I'm busy. Up until we set him down. He says, what exactly will you be doing? Because being busy and being productive, they are two different things. You can be busy and not productive. And someone will be playing golf and be very productive. It's not a blessing all the time. I'm busy, 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 I'm busy. Give yourself a break. It's not, it's not a good thing. It's not a sign of being fine to be busy all the time. You must rest. I'm resting. That sounds better. But we're told that if you say I'm resting, you are weak. You are, you are lazy. This man, after he had offered, so it is the effectiveness of the offering that gives you rest. Let's repeat that. The effectiveness of what you offer is what gives you rest. If you are offering something that is inferior to cover a problem, oh, okay, take a plastic. This is a pipe of water. Put a, or, or, or a stick stuff and put stick stuff there. That thing that you have put there, you have covered but you cannot put it and say, I have solved the problem. They will call you. It's leaking again. It's leaking again. Because you are using something that is inferior to cover a page created by something that is superior. So the blood of gods and animals could not in any way deal with a problem of somebody who was superior or is superior to the sacrifice. Up until the creator of the man humbled himself, took the form of a servant, was made in the likeness of man to deal with the problem once and for all. So everyone who saw these guys, these HPs, the first guys, these ones, The man, the priest in the Old Testament, busy. They're like, that guy is serious. Ah, every time he's always there. He's offering. He's offering. He's offering. He doesn't. Busy. So, <laughs> we told that someone would anoint people every month. 10,000 people with oil. 10,000 people anointing one by one, one by one, one by one. <clears throat> And you are in the queue for the anointing oil. 10,000 people. <gasps> Hard work. You know what we do? We don't anoint all of you 10,000 people. We speak and we sit down. What do we say? We will tell you you carry 
the anointing. Not only do you carry the anointing, you have the anointed one in you. Not only do you have the anointed one in you, you are one with the anointed one. So the anointed one is in you, you are in the anointed one, you are one with the anointed one. So quit looking for it. Rest in it. They will come and tell you, you are not serious, you are not, why are you not busy, why are you not this? You tell them. So I told you, uh, yes, you know, yesterday visit, they said that, they were told, you sleep at night, if you sleep like a fool, you die like a fool. <laughs> that, that was the same one. You sleep like a fool in the night, you don't wake up to pray, you will die like a fool. Then my wife said, but the Bible says he gives his beloved sleep, rest. Then I said to her, I said, no, but they are right. Because it's the beloved that are given rest. So the first revelation that you need before you sleep is to know that you are the beloved because he gives the beloved. So the pastor will be saying if you sleep like a fool because he doesn't have a revelation that he is talking to the beloved. He thinks by repeatedly offering they will become beloved. And you spend 20 years trying to be beloved, beloved, beloved. Then you come to our hood. It's our crib, our hood. You come to our hood, then you will learn. You actually, the first thing, you will be surprised. How come they are not under pressure? Number one. How come they don't they look like they don't care? Number two. How come in the midst of this corona thing they, they look like they are okay? Because, because for us it's a win-win. It's either we win or we win. When we bury you, we are burying a winner. We're not burying a loser. When we bury you, we bury you a winner. When you rise up in the day of the Lord, you rise up a winner. We who have remained, we are winners because we are showing forth the glory of the Father. So it's either we win or we win. And what do we do? Because we are in the seventh day where he sat down. We cannot be standing when Christ is seated and we are in him. Try and look at it. He is seated at the right hand of the Father. You are running all over. While he is seated at the right hand of the Father, you are busy. My friend, it's the seventh day. Vashti, the king has given a command. He says, I have seen your labor. I have seen you work. I am calling you to come into my rest. Close the party. Cease from your work. Come and enjoy the seventh day with the king. Yeah. 
and Vashti refused. Why? Because religion beams the light on the religious. But Christianity, which is a relationship with God, it beams the light on the Creator. The one who has given the rest. People want to be busy. People want to work hard. I told you about that other pastor who says, there is no way you can go back home sick. I suffered for you. He had ulcers. He had developed ulcers because of fasting. He says, I suffered for you. So Jesus suffered. The pastor suffered. Then now you cannot go home the same. I say to myself, the God, I don't like the God who wants me to go hungry first and have ulcers before he gives me anointing. I keep him. <laughs> that one, I don't want him. I want the God who says you have got the anointing when I'm eating bacon. Yes. Beach friend. And I sit there and he says, I've given you the anointing. Not to say, you haven't cried enough. My man, my man is not cheap. You think it's cheap? You think the anointing is cheap? You think power is cheap? It's not cheap. Suffer first. Then you say, God, now I have ulcers. God says, now I'm coming. You have ulcers now? So I have to heal you of ulcers first. I know them. Ulcers from fasting for people. I told you, I've been there. Where we suffered for people that Jesus suffered for. <laughs> so I was coming from Cape Town. It was a divine healing class. Um, two years back, I think. I told you the story. And I said to God, God, thank you for healing the people. Thank you for the miracles that we, we saw. And God said to me, Dan, no, thank you. And I said to him, why? He says, because I healed them more than 2,000 years ago. I'll always be waiting for a person with that revelation who will declare it over them. God thanked me. How does that sound? God, he thanked me. I tried to thank him. He says, no, thank you. Because I did my part. I healed them more than 2,000 years ago. But they don't have people who tell them, you're already healed, you're already healed, you're already healed, you're already healed. If I find men like that who will tell the healed that they are healed, then those men, they deserve double honor and they deserve to be thanked. Not men. God is not looking for men who tell you, you're sick, you're sick, you're sick because, you're sick because, you're sick because. God is looking for preachers and men who say, you are healed because of the cross. You are healed because of the Christ. You are healed because of the finished work. You are healed because of his love. You are healed. You are not sick. Let the weak say. And sit down. I am strong. I will sit down. I will rest. If nothing changes, maybe we will continue on the rest on Sunday. Next week. Uh, you are blessed. You can stand, please. Let's just give God some praise.
We bless your name, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for calling us into your rest. You said, come unto me, all you who are heavy laden and are weary, and I will give you rest. And we thank you for the rest that is only found in you and nowhere else. To you and you alone be the glory, the honor, and the praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Let God